The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome back, my friends, to the, our Friday edition of the Source of Truth podcast. I appreciate your willingness to stay with us. Uh, as many of you know from an announcement made in church, I'm actually traveling today. Uh, yesterday and today, we drove out to Ohio to uh, be part of a service out there for one of our missionaries and then are coming back today. So this was pre-recorded Wednesday before leaving, and, but I appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day and hope that even as we finish the week together online here that this can be an encouragement. Psalm chapter 102, I'm going to pick up where we left off yesterday and simply look at just a couple, if I can call, I don't want to call them basic thoughts, but great reminders. As we've evaluated, I stated that looks, my, my, my belief, this is a messianic psalm talking about, much of it, talking about the coming of, uh, of the millennial reign and things of that nature. But one of the things you see when you look at the, the prophecy and why is it that you can, why you can trust in the promises of God and trust in all that God says he will do is based upon all that we've seen him do, what he has done. I can trust what he'll take care of tomorrow because I can see what he's taken care of yesterday. And so while I live in the day and I trust, it's easier for me to get through today knowing the promises of tomorrow, but it's not like anyone else we hope they fulfill. This is God. He will fulfill his word. We see a little bit of that today. One of the things that I, we look at this, I, I want to highlight that I think is intriguing to me. There's another passage where uh, David asked the question, which to me has always been a powerful question in my, my life. He asked the question, what is man that thou, that Lord, you are mindful of us and the son of man that you visit him? What, who are we Lord, that you would even recognize us, that you would care, that you would love us. And yet we are his creation. Uh, we are purchased. We are, as a church, in the church age, we are his bride. And there's so much about us that he finds. And yet I sit back and say, we're just sinners saved by grace. And yet to hit us, we are so much more precious. Even he would leave the 99 to go down, find one of us for the purpose of, of restoration. There's an absolute desire and reckless love that God places towards us. And to be honest, it doesn't always make sense because as a human race, we have a massive tendency to push side aside and want our own desire and not want to follow. But that's kind of what we're going to look at today is this, this promise of what God does and why, how he responds to us. And we're going to look at that today. Let's start in verse number, um, I think it's number 17. Verse 17, we start in verse 16. The Lord shall build up in Zion. He shall appear in his glory. Verse 17, he will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created shall praise the Lord. For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven did the Lord behold the earth, to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to loose those that are pointed to death, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. So we see, what, what we see here is there's a couple prom, there's a promise of how Jesus or how God is responding to us as believers. And then shall we see, you know, what he's going to do about it. There's promises he will do. So he starts off, he will regard the prayer of the destitute and not despise their prayer. So we can, we can hold on to a promise. While this is future, we've seen him do this in the past. We can see through the study of histories of Israel that he did that for Israel when they were willing 
uh, as he said in Second Chronicles 2, uh, he says, If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from the wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. And he did that. He said, If you find yourself in the punishment or judgment, the, this is the step. I've already told you how to deal with it. And when Israel did that, he always restored them. Always. As long as Israel honored him as their God, there was great peace and great blessing from God to them. And so we, we see that God has fulfilled this promise in the past. If you've been a Christian any, any extent of time in life, you've seen him do it in your life. If you've heard testimonies of him doing it in other lives, we can look to the future promise of God regarding and recognizing and listening to your prayer because he has for all the saints. He will not despise. He will not, he will not look at your prayer and say, it's not really that important. You know, we can deceive ourselves into believing that the prayers of preachers, or the prayers of deacons or missionaries, or the prayers of people who've been in church for a long time, or great theologians, or whatever thinking we have, or people that we think for some reason are better Christians than us, whatever reason we have that opinion, we can come to that view that these people are better than us for whatever reason. And so we can say, well, God's really not interested or not going to hear me. Can I encourage you? That is absolutely not true. He will never despise or look down, as he says, and despise their prayer of the destitute, of those who are struggling. He's, he wants to hear. He told us in James, do not draw nigh to God. We do it first, then he will draw nigh to us. He's looking, he is pleading, he is desiring for us to come to him. And when we do that, he will listen. He will not judge, he will not look and condemn. He's already dealt with our sin on the cross. He wants us to come and, and restore. He wants us to have a sweet relationship with him. He's not looking down and saying, well, it's not really important enough. Now, let me encourage you. Bring those prayers that you think aren't important enough and then be bold enough in those things that you're almost afraid to ask for. Be bold in asking God for something. Don't, don't be afraid. God, God's sovereignty is not threatened by our request. And if we don't, well, you know, what, is, what does God want? God wants the best and God knows what he's going to do. Come boldly before the throne of grace. Come to him. But here's why. Here's why I challenge you today to come boldly. He says in verse 18, This shall be written for the generation to come, and the people which shall be created for pray, shall praise the Lord. He says, we can trust the promises because it's written. What you've done is written, and we know this will come. And here's what, here's what will happen. He says in verse 19, For he hath looked down from the height of his sanctuary, from the heaven, did the Lord look to behold earth. So he looked down. What was he looking down for? Number Verse 20, To hear the groaning of the prisoner to loose those that are pointed to death. Second thing he looked down for, to declare the name of the Lord in Zion and his praise in Jerusalem. So he's looked down from earth from heaven to hear the groaning, to loose the prisoner, to declare the name of the Lord and his praise in Jerusalem. I, I love that he looked down to, with his love and compassion to those struggling, those struggling in his name. And he's coming to bring freedom. He's coming to bring restoration. Now we can simply see a very simple practical application there that when he looks down and he hears, he hears with a desire. One, he knows what it is that you're calling upon him. He hears and recognizes the need. And believe it or not, as God, he already has a plan in place. Now let me tell you one thing about, we talk about the sovereignty of God and we must trust in the sovereignty of God. God's plan, he's going, he's, he's going to fulfill his plan, but we theoretically, well, I don't say theoretically, we can get in his way. What I mean by we can get in his way. God has a perfect plan for me and what how he wants to fulfill my life, but I can choose not to follow that. I can choose to say, Lord, obviously this is where you're directing me, but I want this. And so therefore, I'm going to do everything I can for this, and I'm not going to follow your plan. So in his sovereignty, he's given me a free will to say no to his plan. 
so I can get in his way. What God wants to do and how he wants to fulfill and how he wants to glorify himself through me is there. And he says, he which begun a perfect work and you will perform it to the day of Jesus Christ. Until Christ comes, he's going to keep working and performing and desiring. But I can say no and I can walk away from it. The Bible is replete, full of people who at some time had turned and they limited or they halted what God was doing or God, you know, God had to do some work in their life to bring them back. I mean, David, a man after God's own heart, a story is full of times where he decided to follow his own desires, his own flesh, his own pride instead of fulfilling. Now, the unique thing about it is in spite of all of the things you can see, and yes, the damage from the results of David's decision and pride and lust and all these things, you still see God's hand upon him. And that is the promises we hold on to. So yeah, there are going to be times I went the wrong way. God will bring you back. He's not just going to say, well, that's your problem. He's going to continue to call you back to him. So we understand that. And his sovereignty has given me free will. But if I'm following his will to the best of my ability, and I don't think he's trying to make it complicated. I don't believe at any point that God's trying to trick you to say, ah, you didn't know what's going on. I think God desires in every aspect you don't know his will, through the word of God, through prayer, to being in church, to studying, to being participating in things just like this devotional. These are great ways to continue to seek the face of God in the eyes of God and letting him speak to you. I don't think he's trying to hide this from you at all. So as you're seeking, all you can do is, Lord, I don't know what you have for me down the road or how you're going to fulfill this, but I know what you want for me now. So what do I do? Well, I get where God wants me now. I know God wants me in church. I know God wants me to serve him. I know God wants me to be telling others about him. There's a list of what we call the general will of God that God desires of everybody who are followers of him. And I do those things. That's what I do. I know that. So I, I do those things. And that is what I hold on to. And when I'm doing that general will of God, then I can begin to see God fulfill more in his perfect will, his specific will for me. And that's what we hold on to. So we can look at the promises because God loves us and he desires and we trust in his sovereignty for what he has uniquely for you. And these are the things that we hold on to. These are the things that drive us. These are the things that sustain us and whatever's going on. So my challenge to you today, keep close to him, keep your eyes on him and keep faithful where he has you right now. He has not, if he has yet to identify the next step, then you remain faithful because that means where you are right now is right where he wants you. Remain faithful there until he has fulfilled and revealed whatever it is that comes next. Thanks again for joining us on this Friday and participating. And we do appreciate the opportunity to be part of your day. We hope you'll join us Sunday morning. Sunday morning, our 10 o'clock service is in person. Uh, adult Bible study. We have a children's uh, service right to the entire morning service. Drop them off before you go to your service. And uh, so we'll be there continuing our study in the book of Acts. So we invite you to join us in person. Sunday morning, 10 o'clock. If you're unable to make that, we invite you to join us online. Our church website, bensalembaptist.org, or our Facebook page or YouTube channel through the church. And we'd love to have you join us. And we just appreciate the chance to hopefully encourage you in God's Word. Thanks again for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you again next week.